Hey, Peter. Hey, man. Do you have a six-step guide to learning jazz piano? Yes, I do have a six-step, and it even includes a bonus step coming to seven. Then I'm out. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Like literally today is daily jazz. I mean, this is jazz advice 101. Exactly. We got going on. Or 107. 107. 707. We have our famous seven-step guide to learning jazz piano. Is it famous or is it infamous? It's both. You know what's funny about this? We actually did a podcast about the impetus. I'm pointing. A lot of pointing our listeners. I'm 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 pointing pointing back. Accusatorily at him. No, uh, we have a podcast about the impetus of this, which was a terrible blog we found about. (laughs) Oh, we threw a lot of shit. Oh man, but But it it was was, bad. It was so well. It was deserving. That was a sloppy. And 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 oh man, it was wrong. It was, and you were like, this is so wrong, I'm going to make my own. Exactly. And you did, and it's awesome. I know. Now, I would invite anyone, I would challenge it. Look, mine's not perfect. I'm going to put it out there. But well, I would challenge someone to come along good, and though. break down mine if yeah. you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It. So now I'm getting a little accusatory against our audience. Right, let's bring back the love. Now, break <laughs> it down on your award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's Grammy week. Let me go get my Grammy certificates out. Do they have a <laughs> podcast for a uh, Grammy podcast? There are, uh, have a Grammy for podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, ooh, I like that. You get. I like your your, your sh- eyes lit up just now. I'm sure there's a Grammy <laughs> podcast, but you kind of got an arch in your back, bro. You can get a Grammy for a solo. So that's right. That's right. I'm just surely saying. this is better than a solo. Well, so okay. So let's check this out. So this is a seven step guide to learning jazz piano. You can actually just go to Open Studio. No, you can just go to Google and just search seven step guide to learning jazz piano if you forget. Yeah, we'll, we'll also put the link here. We'll put the in, link here in the yeah. description. Well, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, what I wanted to do with this was really just kind of get out a little bit more information um, and demystify learning jazz piano since some other people had put up some some whack oh, man. material. Um, and, and look, if you go through this guide, this will just sort of start you on the journey. But I also think it gives a nice kind of framework for, you know, I mean, look, you have to be able to kind of know a little bit about piano. I'm not giving you seven steps to finding middle C. It's not about that. But if you can play a little bit of piano um, and get around on a little bit of basics, this will give you the framework where you can really start to jump in and, you know, either take with a teacher or listen or really even do it yourself. Go through one of our open studio courses. There's a lot of different options. But I think what we tried to do was really hit the important elements of that beginner jazz stuff. But you know what, man? Everything here, all seven of these are so fundamental that I'm just looking through this now yeah. uh, as a professional jazz pianist. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should brush up on some <laughs> of these things. And you know what I mean? Like, like the way that you've presented it is very interesting and gives me some ideas on things to practice, which is what I'm always looking for. Yeah. You know, I could take these at a fundamental level and work them through in a way that gets more and more complex because I know how to do that. And I think for even for for good players, you know, check this out and, and steal some practice ideas. Well, and I wanted to make it like... It's funny because even though I've been playing jazz for so long and working at it, I'm still like, wow, it's so hard in some ways. You know, that beginning place... And look, this could be like you're a horn player and it's you're kind of just like getting into piano or you're a singer yeah, yeah. or you're a classical player, whatever. But like that, you know, like especially if you're listening a lot, like you can actually jump in at the piano, unlike a saxophone or something. I mean, you can't, ju- there's no seven, there's seven steps to just putting your mouthpiece together. <laughs> you know, An- another the piano, thing, you can kind of jump right in. Another thing to consider, even though, even if you're a good 
jazz pianist, go through this list and ask yourself, can I do this in the key of G flat? Ooh, hello. Can I do this in the key of B? Hello, hashtag real talk. Can I do this <laughs> on, a, on a D sharp half diminished chord? Right. You know, right. all of these things that you have in here, if you can't do it on those harder keys, yep. then you're not, you're not totally there yet. You gotta yep. get it going. Yep, yeah. And I like, I mean, yeah, for sure. This is fundamental stuff. So it's, it's, it's not just basic. It's, it's, I think fundamental implies you know, just the simple and basic and it is, but it's also fundamental for everything at every level. So I like, I love that idea of different places you can go with it. All right, let's dive in. Okay. So number one, listen. Okay, there we go. We stay <laughs> consistent, buddy. <laughs> and done. Yeah, we might be wrong, but we're, we're strong and wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I, like I say, you're learning a language. So the more you listen, the easier it is to start speaking the language. It's just the truth. Yeah, it's so easy. I didn't make it up. I just repeated others. I was lucky enough to learn this. And so we give a couple of examples, um, somewhat, you know, known. I mean, look, we've talked about Freddie Freeloader so much, but, but because it's so good, it sounds so great. You can learn so much about so many different swing, feel, harmony, blues, and it's simple, you mm -hmm. know, and it's easy to kind of digest. And then it's one of the easiest souls to kind of get into. But, but listen to anything, whatever you, I mean, if you want to listen to Bobby Timmons on Monin, that also teaches you the same kind of things as Freddie Freeloader. Well, I mean, that ain't exactly anything. That's a killing track. That's you a can't just listen to anything though. But not just anything, but yeah. anything, anything that draws you in. So yeah. like if, if Freddie Freeloader doesn't doesn't hit you the first time try something else but yeah those those elements that draw you in those are what you want to be able to focus and on. i think yeah and then we talked about a standard autumn leaves i think you know starting to get into there's so many different kinds of forms but you talk about the blues you talk about bebop you talk about standards aaba you talk about rhythm changes you know you don't need to learn them all at once and you're not going to learn them all in the first seven steps but you're starting to listen and get them as i mean just like you can start to learn a foreign language without conjugating every verb but you want to start hearing the language and the the complexity of it and demystifying it to your ears i think yeah look man the reason why listen is always number one for, for us is because it is just the most important because it works it works <laughs> uh number two is learn a blues with shell voicing yes this is like basic uh, comp for yourself 101 basic building solid foundational harmony uh the blues is the way to do it because you can do it in three chords yeah and uh you can actually get a lot out of those three chords as uh history has proven <laughs> yeah yeah and i kind of broke this down i stole this idea from you i think you had done this on another blog post or even around here where you're kind of looking at the music visually I oh like really that. you stole an idea from yeah you? i did oh, i did weird that never uh, happens <laughs> um but i mean it's like as opposed to thinking about the bar lines um, thinking about it like a little bit of math, how yeah. you get to those 12. And that's just space and time, you know. And and really, you could take this, you can look at it in, in the... Do I have it in... Yeah, I have it broken down later on kind of by measures, you know, like with the with the, with the the C-Jam Blues or whatever it is, the C7 with those arpeggiated ideas. Yeah. And then you're also taking the more abstract where you're... It's not visual, you're just listening to it. The thing is to look... To, to take it out in as many ways as you can, mostly with the listen, but a little bit of visual stuff so that you're giving your brain and your ears and your hands a way to connect in a number of different ways. The same way you'd learn directions to get somewhere more, not just from the map, not just visually, not just sound. Yeah. You want to pull them all together. Yeah, all and what's great about this number two, what, what you have here, learning, learn a blues with shell voicings, is not only are you learning the form of the blues, but you have these basic shell, root and shell voicings, right? Where you have the root and you have the third and the seventh in some combination. Yep. And so this is the foundation of, of basic piano voicings. Yeah, and this one too, <clears throat> I liked it because I wanted to give everybody something to jump in that they could actually play these three chords, these three shells, and then start to put them together depending on your understanding of the sound. Should I play them for him? Hit, hit him up with a little okay. uh, root and shell. A little on the key station. A little on Big the key station. Big shout out to M Audio. <laughs> Don't know why, but okay. So here's the C7. Woo. Oh, gnarly sound. Sorry about that. Um, so we've got the root, 
seven, and the three. And it sounds like we're about to take off on some sort of crappy space station. Uh, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, so this these are like, I mean, look, this is not the greatest sounding chords right here. But they do sound pretty good on a piano or a better sound. And like, the other thing is once you start to get, you know, like this is the quickest way to get into something that kind of sounds like jazz, right? Yep. So that's just root and shell. And it's a cool concept. And then everything later on you're going to learn builds off of that. I love yeah. like kind of progressive, keep it in your wheelhouse, add a little bit. Because you're going to be talking about groove and all the things that, 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 that the blues sound, all the stuff that you're getting from your it's listening. It's almost like we planned this out. We did. Number three. Oh, and look, before we even get that, look, we got a little Oscar Peterson. I got you got your little entertainment. This oh, is edutainment. You, you do? A little C Jam Blues YouTube video there for your. Um, and this, I think I talked about doing a play along with that. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. That's, that's always good advice. That was the other thing. I wanted you to see how, like, as simple as these three chords are. You take somebody who's known as one of the most complex jazz pianists ever with one of the most amazing techniques. You can, with just learning those three chords and what are we in step? Dude, we're, we're only on step two, That's bro. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, you're already playing with Oscar Peterson, man. Where else, where else do you get that? Am I overselling it? Yeah, yeah, maybe a yeah bit. you are. Okay, definitely. What do we got for number three? Number three is to learn the blues scale. Nice. That's Hit, hit, hit him up with that blues scale, man. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I, 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 I skipped to our secret a little too early. But next is the secret blue scale. Oh, is that a major third? Hey, look. The blue scale is probably, if you're interested in jazz, it's probably the first scale you've learned to yep. try to improvise with. And it should be for a reason because you can play it over a lot of things. Again, if you're an advanced player, try the blue scale in like G flat. Yep. You know what I mean? I w Actually, someone called the... Um, have you met Miss Jones in G flat the other day? And I tried. I pulled out the blues scale, and I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "Oh man, I gotta shed this blues scale in G flat." Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was a little background noise for your story there. No, <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you might know the blues scale in C if you're a more advanced player, but. Check it out in, you know, A flat, G flat, yep. D flat. Like you, you have to be comfortable in all those keys. Yeah. And you know what? I still, as much as I've done this and I don't know what you just said, you the same thing. Like I still d don't feel like I'm even in all the keys. I'm getting no. closer That's what I was every saying. year yeah. and I'm probably a little bit more disciplined practice on these specific things. There's certain scales that I'll go through and I'll only practice them in the areas that I know that the, the fingers are just don't, like I can play them and I know them, yeah. but I don't know. They them don't like sit those on are, the hands exactly. like you can rip through the G one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, number four. So now we're getting into actually like learning a tune. So this is just the whole concept is like we're jumping in and we're not really learning any theory beyond the kind of, you know, uh, what, what I call the blues math up there with figuring out. And that's really more about how it feels and lays within the form and the groove of the actual blues form. But but just that basic dominant chords, we're not worried about harmony, theoretical harmony and all that stuff. And obviously we're not going to be able to play the C jam blues like Oscar Peterson, but we're Speak gonna for yourself. <laughs> we're gonna get the feel like that. You can get, and that's what I want people to know. Is like you can get that feel. Just like if you watch, you know, LeBron James play basketball. If you learn the basics of basketball and can dribble and stuff, yeah, you're not gonna be able to. You're never gonna be able to play like LeBron James again. Speak for yourself. But you can play <laughs> the same sport as LeBron James. You know, I mean, maybe. You keep, not, keep, you know. I don't know, man. When I play oh. basketball, it doesn't look anything like LeBron. ABD, James. ABD, always be dribbling. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is. 
you'd be surprised at how quickly you can get to the point where you're playing on the same court in the same sport, recognizable as that. So that's what we're trying to get you here is just learning the C-Jam blues so you can start to grab not all the incredible lines that Oscar plays. That's for later. Yeah. But the feel. Well, and, and notice, too, if you go to the blog post and you check out this number four, learn the C-Jam blues, there is not a chart or a lead sheet of the C-Jam blues. No. There's a recording of Louis Armstrong playing the C-Jam blues, which that's I think right. is brilliant because, again, what do we want to do first? Listen. Listen. That's right. And then we want to imitate. So we're, we're learning this just like you learn your mother tongue from your mother or father um, or, or the, the grandmother, grandfather, whoever the adult was around when you first learned to talk before you could remember, you just, you imitate it, you know, and then you tried stuff out and what a great way. So I say, here's a great Louis Armstrong version. See if you can learn the melody by listening and imitating. Hint, the melody consists of just two notes, G and C. So it seems so easy, but and it actually is if you get into that really organic, intuitive mindset. Yeah. Just imitate the way Louis Armstrong played. Totally. Don't do the way I say to do it. Don't do it the way Adam says. Do it the way Louis Armstrong because he was pretty good. Dang right. Yeah. Uh, so number five is to learn the jazz arpeggio. Peter, hit him up with an old school arpeggio. Old school. We're going old school. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> uh, boring. But in jazz, we go all the way up to the ninth degree with our arpeggios. Oh, you went dominant with it too. Well, that's what I got in the example there. Uh, so this is a, a handy dandy tool, if I must say so myself. It's yeah. really, really useful. You know, if you know a scale and you know the arpeggio that goes with it, you can go. I mean, that's everything. Handy dandy. Uh, Little that's, House on the Prairie called. They want their phrase back. That's literally <laughs> once you know the scales and the arpeggios, that's like all you can do. That's right. This is what we this is what we build melodies off of, right? Yeah. This is such an important the, element. The two most important elements are uh, scales and arpeggios to build melodies. So don't sleep on the jazz arpeggio. Yeah, I think and we've already we should get a little like TM, like a ding. Yeah, yeah. Trademark jazz arpeggio. PM. Exactly. I think that, you know, we've given you a scale, obviously the blue scale. We're not even getting into the dominant scale because I think first the arpeggio is so useful for beginner improv and, and like you'll start to hear even some things that Louis Armstrong plays on there and, and Oscar Peterson, if you can kind of track that, that are that use that element, which is a fun thing. And I, I like it going up to the ninth from the beginning because why not? Why Sounds not, good. man? Yeah, get it in there. Number six, you have combined the jazz arpeggio and the blues scale. Okay, so now we're actually going to have what sounds like what could be an improvised solo using just these two things. Why don't you give them a little uh, a little jam? Okay, so yeah, and then what I wanted to do was um, we had you do some listening and imitating with the melody, but here I'm giving you some notes written out, you know, because I know a lot of people like those, and ideally you'd learn this by ear, but it's all good because you're starting to get the feel, you know. So this is like one, two, three, four. Oops, I messed up. One, two, uh, uh. Change it up a little bit. Yeah, it's a little, all good. little in- interpretation. Little, there. little 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 interpretative dance there on the on the. Is that an original solo? That key station is very yeah. It's very 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 unoriginally original. Yeah. Um, the, the, so this is actually basic stuff, but this is very much how we use um, the jazz arpeggio and the blue scale. Often, it's like in our phrases and how we're even starting to build a story. Because I didn't. A lot of times in the beginner stuff, it's like there's no story or music or anything that sounds good. And just because we're basic doesn't mean we can't start doing things correctly yeah. and interesting. No, it's know? a great exercise you wrote out. Just to be clear, that that is like a written exercise that Pete wrote out. I wonder if you could give him a little something extra. Give him, give him maybe a, an actual Peter Martin style 
improvisation Ooh, using the jazz. I am I putting myself now. <laughs> right on the spot. Okay. Join me on a little improv there. Little, I like little that. Little arpeggio blue scale improv. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks, just playing man. around on a little bit. But yeah, that's pretty much just using those. I mean, I threw a few other little things in, but tried to, you know, arpeggios, blue scale, phrasing, swing, feel, you know. All right. So we have listen. We have uh, the blues with shell voicings. We have the blues scale. We have the C jam blues. Yep. We have the jazz arpeggio. We have combining the jazz arpeggio with the blues scale. And now number seven. The classic, put it all together. It's time, man. It's yeah. time. So this was, I just wanted to give folks a little bit of a structure. And that's right. I do have the melody written out too. So I wanted to also give that for the more visually oriented. Um, or if you weren't able to get the whole thing. Or even just to sort of see what it looks like totally. off of the, you know, the melody with the Louis Armstrong version. But to be clear, you should have it by now. You should have it by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is about putting a very simple form together. Form is so much a big, such a big part of jazz because we have so much improvised stuff. Like you want to start feeling the form, learning the forms, but then learning what kind of the structure of an actual performance would be. So we just very simple. We do the melody two times, twelve bars each. Then we solo a few choruses. Um, each chorus is twelve bars, so you start to get the feel for that. And we don't take anything for granted. Like you might know the blues, but like learning the turnaround when you come to another chorus, we're learning what it feels like to play another chorus. And then melody one time out, and then you know I just talk about a little bit about the optional four bar break that you'll hear in the Oscar Peterson and many of the really the original version, the way the tune is. But that's kind of just an, an option of how you do it. Put it all together, baby. That's right, man. Yeah. Well, this is great, man. I'm glad we got to do this and set the record straight That's on the right. Guide to Learning Jazz Piano. I wish it was only six, but can't have everything in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was fun to get to get back into this. And then, you know, a few little inspirational pictures, mainly of the great Duke Ellington, Edward Kennedy Ellington up at the top. Kind of the, I mean, we hate to say the father of jazz, like who is, who isn't, but he's certainly one of the, one of the, uh, one of, one, one of our our musical mentors for this music, creators Absolutely. of it, and Absolutely. the composer of CJ and Blues. So he's smiling at you. That means jump on in. The water's fine. I, that's the way I interpret that picture. You know, jump on in on the seven steps. I also would say that this is in uh, these seven steps are um, officially endorsed by the Edward Kennedy. No, we can't say that. No, you definitely okay. can't. We can't say. You okay, sorry. Can't. But there's this picture. There we go. So that was fun. Yeah. So uh, again, if you want to see the actual blog post on this that has the charts that has the links to the tunes. You can uh, go to openstudionetwork.com slash blog. We'll also put the link here in the description of this podcast. Right. Um, you can always go to youllhearit.com if you want to leave us a question or write us a review and a rating. You can do yep. that too. Yep. And you can just go to Google. Google uh, Seven Step Guide to Learn Jazz Piano. You'll They're see. not going to get the whack one. I, I really don't think so. I think we've finally overtaken them with our high quality content. That's how we do it here. That's how know? we do it here. Uh, and by the way, hey, we still have our some. We're still accepting submissions for some exit music for the podcast that yes. we're going to start next outro. week. Outro music. If you have a track that you want to hear uh, at the end of one of our podcasts, send it to Andrew at OpenStudioNetwork.com. Uh, that's Andrew at OpenStudioNetwork.com. He's fielding all of your MP3s, and uh, we're going to put them on the end of uh, some episodes next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it.